0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. episode adapting accordingly moving with the cheese once long ago in a land far away there lived four little characters who ran through a maze looking for cheese to nourish them and make them happy two were mice named sniff and scurry and two were little people beings who were as small as mice but who looked and acted a lot like people today their names were him and Haw. Due to their small size, it would be easy not to notice what the four of them were doing. But, if you look closely enough, you could discover the most amazing things. Every day, the mice and the little people spent time in the maze looking for their own their own special cheese. The mice, sniff and, scur- sniff and scurry. Possessing simple simple brains and good instincts, searched for the hard, nibbling cheese they liked, as mice often do. The two little people, him and Hall, used their complex brains filled with many beliefs and emotions to search for a very different kind of cheese, with a capital C. Season cheese, of course, which they believed would make them feel happy and successful. Sound familiar, my dear listeners? As different as the mice and little people were, they shared something in common. Every morning, they each put on their jogging suits and running shoes, left their little homes and raced out into the maze looking for their favorite cheese. The maze was a labyrinth of corridors and chambers, some containing delicious cheese. But there were also dark corners and blind alleys leading, leading nowhere. It was an easy place for anyone to get lost. However, for those who found their way, the maze held secrets and let them enjoy a better life. The mice, Sniff and Scurry, used the simple trial and error method of finding cheese. They ran down one corridor, and if it proved empty, they turned and ran down another. They remembered the corridors that held no cheese (coughs) and quickly. Sniff would smell out the general direction of the cheese, using his great nose, and Scurry would race ahead. They got lost, as you might expect, went off in the wrong direction, and often bumped into walls. But after a while, they found their way. Like the mice, the two little people, him and Hall, also used their ability to, to think and learn from their past experiences. However, They relied on their complex brains to develop more sophisticated methods of finding chiefs. Sometimes they did well, but at other times, their powerful human beliefs and emotions took over and clouded the way they looked at things. It made life in the maze more complicated and challenging. Nonetheless, Sniff, Scurry, Hen, and Haw all discovered in their own way what they were looking for. They each found their own kind of cheese one day At the end of one of the corridors in Cheese Station C All right Continuing Story time, ladies and gentlemen So every morning after that, the mice and the little people dressed in their running gear And headed over to to Cheese Station C It wasn't long before they each established their own routine Sniff and Scurry continued to wake early every day and race through the maze, always following the same route. Out in nature tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as you've probably gathered. When they arrived at their destination, the mice took off their running shoes, tied them together, and hung them around their necks so they so they could go to them quickly whenever they needed them again. Then... They enjoyed the cheese. In the beginning, him and Haw also raced toward Cheese Station C every morning to enjoy the tasty new morsels that awaited them. But after a while, a different routine set in for the little people. Him and Haw awoke each day a little later, dressed a little slower, and walked to Cheese Station C. After all, they knew where the cheese was. After all, they knew where the cheese was they knew where it was now and how to get there they had no idea where the cheese came from or who put it there they just assumed it would be there does this is it all ring a bell ladies and gentlemen hmm. as soon as Hem and Hall arrived at cheese station C each morning they settled in and, they, and made themselves at home they hung up their jogging suits put away their running shoes and put on their slippers they were becoming very comfortable now that they had found the cheese this is great him said there's enough cheese here to last us forever the little people felt happy and successful and thought they were now secure it wasn't long before him and hall regarded the cheese they found at cheese station c as their cheese it was such a large store of cheese that they eventually moved their homes to be closer to it and built a social life around it To make themselves feel more at home, him and Haw decorated the walls with sayings and even drew pictures of cheese around them which made them smile, and one read, Having cheese makes you happy. Sometimes him and Haw would take their friends by just to see their pile of cheese at cheese station C and point to it with pride saying, pretty nice cheese, huh? Sometimes they shared it with their friends, and sometimes they didn't. We deserve this cheese, Hem said. We certainly had to work long and hard enough to find it. He picked up a nice, fresh piece and ate it. Afterward, Hem fell asleep, as he often did. Every night, the little people would waddle home full of cheese, and every morning, they would confidently return for more. This went on for quite some time. After a while, Hem's and Hall's confidence grew into the arrogance of success. Soon they became so comfortable they didn't even notice what was happening. As time went on Sniff and Scurry continued their routine. They arrived early each morning and sniffed and scratched and scurried around Chief Station C inspecting the area to see if there had been any changes from the day before. Then they would sit down to nibble on the cheese. One morning, they arrived at Cheese Station C and discovered, as you can imagine, voila, there was no cheese. They weren't surprised. Since Sniff and Scurry had noticed the supply of cheese had been getting smaller every day, they were prepared for the inevitable and knew instinctively what to do. They looked at each other, removed the running shoes they had tied together and hung conveniently around their necks put them on their feet and laced them up the mice did not overanalyze things to the mice the problem and the answer were both simple the situation at cheese station c had changed so sniff and scurry decided to change they both looked out into the maze then sniff lifted his nose sniffed and nodded to scurry who took off running through the maze while Smith followed as fast as he could. They were quickly off in search of new cheese. Later that same day, him and Ha arrived at Cheese Station C. They had not been paying attention to the small changes that had been taking place each day. So they they took it for granted. They took it for granted their cheese would be there. They were unprepared for what they found. What? No cheese, Ham yelled. He continued yelling, no cheese, no cheese, as though if he shouted loud enough, someone would put it back. Who moved my cheese, he hollered. Finally, he put his hands on his hips, his face turned red, and he screamed at the top of his voice. It's not fair, to be continued, ladies and gentlemen. Well, welcome back yet again my dearest listeners to another sprightly new episode that was an excerpt from none of, you know from um, a bestseller long time bestseller seller who moved my cheese of course I welcome and humbly implore you to um, if you don't have the, the book already you don't have any in your possession by all means I humbly implore you get a copy you know Read and weep, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to go ahead and segue onto the topic of, of moving with the cheese. Basically, aligned with the prior episode, you know, this, this has to do with adapting, adapting to change. And in this case, of the four characters which we've been introduced to, the two of which, you know, none other than Sniff and Scurry are able to detect change move quickly and/ or adapt quickly see the writing on the wall per se Hem um, and Hall quite the contrary uh, there's quite a bit more to be discovered about Hem and Hall but I, again I don't want to spoil the remainder of the book I you know again I implore you to get your copy so moving right along. To a fortunate find I wanted to explore a shared findings on um, this is found on rethink.co.tt titled 5 Lessons I Learned from Who Moved My Cheese okay it's written by Amanda Fernandez Project Happiness so the abridged the, the abridged version okay is as follows, enlightening, amusing, life-changing. That's how I describe Dr. Spencer Johnson's book, Who Moved My Cheese? So the author selected this book as her in-flight entertainment on a recent trip, and she hasn't ceased thinking or talking about it since. So that what you are afraid of is never as bad as you imagine. The fear you let build up in your mind is worse than the situation that actually exists. And that's a quote by Dr. Spencer Johnson himself. So this charming parable explores the lives of four characters, as we've noted, whose cheese has been moved. Cheese in this instance, meaning anything, a job, a relationship, anything that can be a source of comfort and security. So how would you react if your cheese had been moved? As human beings, it's natural for us to view change as a a threat or to be afraid of change, especially when it comes to unexpectedly. We tend to put our guard up and go back to what we know, avoiding change like the play. So Who Moved My Cheese illustrates the importance of being able to deal with unexpected change, unanticipated. Again, we've embarked upon that previously, but in such a relatable matter that you can read it in one sitting and walk away with a wealth of knowledge. will forever alter the way you live your life it certainly changed the author so much so that she's decided in this and her her blog to this post to post the five amazing lessons learned from dr johnson's book so number one is smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old monitor change we often get become comfortable complacent Which is a horrific, horrific, abominable recipe for disaster. We often get comfortable in situations and tend to avoid new ones due to the fear of the unknown, which we're often oblivious to. We're often oblivious to the small changes that are being made because we're often so caught up in our comfort zone. So, the author advises us to be wary. Be wary of all that's going on, rather than sitting back and letting life pass you by. Number two, when you stop being afraid, you feel good. Face your fears. Our fears often make a situation worse. Undergoing change appear to be worse than it really is So Johnson's book teaches you to take stock of each scenario and helps you to put your fears aside cast them aside in order to look to the future Conquering your fear and approaching change situations with the right attitude can put an entirely Entirely new and, and positive spin on things So it allows you to navigate the event in a logical and rational manner Number three, imagining yourself with new cheese leads you to it. Look to the future. Sometimes we're so focused on what we're leaving behind that we don't even realize that what we're actually looking for is actually just a breath away from us, right under our noses, just ahead of us. So let go of the past by setting new goals and imagine yourself achieving those goals. When you start envisioning yourself in new positive situations and opening yourself up to new ideas, only then, if if and only then, will you start heading in the right direction. Number four, the quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese. Adapt to change quickly. Despite your fears and apprehensions, it's important to embrace inevitable change and acknowledge it as an opportunity for growth and development dwelling in the past will only lead to misery and frustration so instead focus your energy on adjusting your lifestyle and mindset to the new order of things next move with the cheese and enjoy it change and enjoy change according to dr johnson so that's what you're afraid of that that what, what you are afraid of is never as bad as you imagine. We've already established that. So the fear you let build up in your mind is worse than the situation that actually exists. We've noted that is the direct quote from Dr. Spencer Johnson. So let go. Let go and give in to the alterations taking place in your life. Focus on the good in these new experiences instead of dwelling on what you might be losing. And you'll find many new doors opening if you're dealing with change in your life or maybe even just seeking a new book to read have a go have a go at this one it's definitely a phenomenal read suggested to anyone alright okay let's see if we could wrangle up another one of these one more and this one my dear listeners, is Six Lessons on Change from Who Moved My Cheese again by Dr. Spencer Johnson. Okay. This is found on medium.com. So the co-author of The One Minute Manager, Dr. Spencer Johnson, tells us a story about four characters who live in a maze and learn to deal with unexpected change. This is a business classic, although the lessons it teaches are not limited to just managers and employees. Introduction. Who Moved My Cheese? So, Who Moved My Cheese is a fable about four characters who live in a maze, and they all love, 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 love cheese. When the cheese disappears, Scurry and Sniff enthusiastically, head out into the maze to find new cheese. On the other hand, him and Haw feel betrayed and, and complain. They waste their time and energy hoping the old cheese would return. Hall realizes the old cheese won't return, so he sets out into the maze and search for new cheese. He writes what he learns on the walls hoping that hoping that him will find him. Eventually, he discovers new cheese and sees that scurry and sniff. were are already there. So cheese, a metaphor for what you want to have in life. It could be a good job, loving relationship, money, health. The very core message of the book is this. Things constantly change. So we must adapt. The quicker we adapt a change, the more satisfied we'll be with it. Tim was an author and sold books on the Amazon. He got paid $5 every time someone bought his book. This was his cheese. He loved his cheese, but Amazon made a change to their way of paying authors. They introduced a new program called Kindle Unlimited where customers could download his book for free. So the catch is that he only got paid for the amount of pages that customers read. He didn't like this. His sales were dropping. He got angry at Amazon for taking his cheese. He spent weeks sending nasty emails to Amazon about why they should give give his cheese back and complaining to his friends. Go. Then there was Dave. Dave was an author as well as playing. Okay. So Dave sought out new cheese that and this brings us to a few lessons on change. Lesson one: change happens. They keep moving the cheese. Dave accepted that change is inevitable. Amazon is constantly updating their business systems to meet the demands of their customers. Lesson two. Hmm. Okay. Number three. Monitor change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. Dave was able to participate, anticipate change because he kept up with the latest news about Amazon. Okay. 4. Adapt to change quickly. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese. Sounds redundant. Dave knew that hanging around and complaining would not change. Amazon's payment systems... So, Move with the Cheese, Lesson 5, Move with the Cheese, to adapt to the the change, Dave thought of ways to boost the sales with the new payment system. Through brainstorming and creative thinking, he was able to come up with several techniques that would encourage the reader to read more, more pages in his books. One technique was to combine books that weren't selling into one. Uh, okay. But to combine books that weren't selling into one, that was that, was that way, the reader. Okay. Enjoy the taste of new cheese. Dave was happy that his work paid off. His success didn't end there. He created an online course to teach people how they could a- adapt to Amazon's new payment system, and it sold like hotcakes. That's the end. Well, my dearest listeners, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have extracted uh, as usual, the pulp, the flesh, the substance from this episode. I'd like to pause and applaud my behind the scenes team Bradley, basically for your unwavering support amid the years. And thank all of you listeners out there, spanning and speckling the globe. Please do bear in mind that this radio show and movement does still, yet indeed, rest upon your very broad shoulders. So, until the next episode, this is Normia Vasca Scales, signing off.